Well, when I was in the third and fourth grade, I had a sister, of course, eight years older than me. So she was a junior and then a senior. And at the end of the school year, she brought home what I considered just this amazing book. And it was called the yearbook. You know what the yearbook is? You ever have a yearbook? Well, my sister's yearbook was really, really thick. And Fairport was the school, and the colors were red, so the book was red. And I just thought this was the greatest book ever. And so I would open it and look through all the pictures and scan all the, the teams. I was really interested in the sports teams because they'd put the results in there, and I checked out all the games. And the two teams that I looked at the most were the basketball team and the golf team because I wanted someday to be on the basketball team and the golf team. And I noticed when I looked at these pictures that there was one guy who was in both photos. And his name was Steve Cruz. He was in the varsity golf team and he was on the varsity basketball team. So I wanted to be in the third and fourth grade. I wanted to be the next Steve Cruz. Now I'm not going to tell you how it worked out with the golf. But let me just say it was very similar to how it worked out with the basketball. So in my backyard my dad put up a hoop like this in the back end of our garage and I had a little patio and I would go outside and you know I would dribble and I would dribble and even in the winter I would shovel the snow and I would go out and I would shoot and I would shoot and I I mean I got to where I could really make some really great baskets in fact I had one where I would run and I would stop and shoot as I was running kind of and throw it in the air and I got pretty good at that one I was good at throwing one over the back of the garage, right? I could make a basket from behind the garage, kind of. That was good. And then, of course, there was one over the roses that I could make. So I thought, man, I've got some great shots going. Um, I shot two hands, kind of like Bob Cousy. And I was always, I, I made a lot of baskets that way. And uh, whenever I played my friend who went to another school, and he was on their basketball team, I beat him all the time. Now, of course, his, bas- his school was really small, and they didn't have cuts, but I didn't think about that. You know, like everybody made the team. All I knew was I beat him. I made shots over the garage. I was in. So I went to tryouts for the 7th and 8th grade basketball team. And when I got there, there were 100 other kids trying out for 15 positions. But of course, I wasn't worried. I beat my friend. I shot over the garage. I made shots over the roses. And I could shoot running with two hands. I had this down. And then tryouts started. And these guys were big and strong and fast. And they didn't shoot two hands. They shot one hand, which apparently was better. And they didn't care that I could shoot over the garage because there was no garage to shoot over. Needless to say, when the sheets came out to see who made the team, uh, I was not on them. In fact, chances were good that if they listened it from 1 to 100, I would have been like 97, 98, like really far away from making the top 15. Um, Basically, I was humbled. And my balloon was popped and it was broken. And folks, let me just say it was worse with golf. I was not going to be uh, the next Steve Cruz. And, And that was hard. That was hard to be humbled like that. To go on feeling like, you know, you were good at something, you had something down to find out that you weren't so great. Now I'm telling you that story because we're doing this series here where we're pursuing holiness and and Jesus is telling us, um, and we're supposed to clothe ourselves 
um, in a wardrobe from God that God picked out. And we'll go ahead and put that next slide up there, Joy. And the first couple weeks made sense, right? It says, this is Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. So chosen by God for this new life of love, right? Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. And the first thing you're supposed to put on was compassion. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we got to be compassionate people. Okay, then we're supposed to put on kindness. And again, we're Christians. That just makes sense. We're supposed to be kind. But then this week, we're supposed to put on humility. That doesn't seem as much fun. So I looked up the Greek word, and the Greek word for humility meant lowliness of mind. And again, still did not seem like a whole lot of fun. So I did some research, and we're going to look at a scripture verse where, again, we're going to look at how Jesus wore it best. Because when it came to humility, no one was more humble than Jesus. It's Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 11, if you want to look through your own Bibles or go on your phone or your tablet. But, but this is what I want you to know. As we read this section of scripture, we're going to find out what humility really is. And then we're going to see why it's really important. And how God can use it, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. So the first question I just want you to have put in your brain as you're looking through this is, are you humble? Are you a humble person? Do you have humility? And with that said, let's begin. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, and he says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition... Or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what does it mean to be humble? Well, I've highlighted some of the key words here. First and foremost, being humble means that you consider others better than yourself. Consider others better than yourself. It also means that you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. So when you're humble, you're concerned about the interests of others. And then finally, what Jesus did, taking the very nature of a servant. So having humility and being humble means willing to be a servant. Now, this is what Jesus did. This is how Jesus lived his life. And I like the way that C.S. Lewis put it. Christian author said that humility... Is not thinking less of yourself, 
It is thinking of yourself less. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Jesus thought of himself less. He thought more of us. And so he gave his life for us. He humbled himself to death, even death on a cross. Now, why are these two things? Why is this important? Well, there are two reasons, I think. And let's go back to the scripture. Next slide. The first thing is this. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Folks, God wants us to be humble. He wants us to have humility because he wants to exalt us. In other words, he doesn't want the world to do that. The world has a way of exalting people and puffing them up and increasing their pride and doing it according to the world. And God doesn't want that. God wants to exalt us. And God wants to do it his way. And God wants to do it in his time. So here's the second reason why I think it's important that we have humility. Let's go to the next slide. You'll see at the bottom he says, Jesus, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Folks, because Jesus humbled himself, and death on a cross was the most embarrassing, the most humiliating way to die, and yet he took it on to save our lives. He took it on so Jesus could use him. So God could use his son to pay the price for our sins. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, we're supposed to be humbled. We're supposed to have humility. So the question is, again, are you a humble person? And I think the answer is, well, it depends on who you compare yourself to. Right? I mean, if you want to compare yourself to the guy down the street or a friend that you know that's not very humble, then, then maybe you are humble. And maybe you think, man, I, I got this. I'm more humble than that person. I'm, I'm good to go. But that's not what we're supposed to do. We humble ourselves by comparing ourselves to Jesus. If you've got a pen or a pencil, I want you to write that down. Or maybe you put that into your phone or your tablet. We humble ourselves by comparing ourselves to Jesus. And when we compare ourselves to Jesus, we see that you're not so humble. I want to read to you a quote from the handbook. It's called the Handbook of Bible Application. It says, how can we humble ourselves? Some people try to give the appearance of humility in order to manipulate others. Others think that humility means putting themselves down. Truly humble people compare themselves only with Christ, realize their sinfulness, and understand their limitations. On the other hand, they also recognize their gifts and strengths and are willing to use them as Christ directs. Humility is not self-degradation. It is realistic assessment and commitment to serve. Realistic assessment and commitment to serve. So let's talk about some next steps, and let's do some imagining here. I want you to imagine for a minute that you're at work or you're at school. You're at work or you're at school, and you choose humility. You wake up in the morning, you compare yourself to Christ, you know you're not humble, but you want to have the humility that God wants you to have, so you pray, Lord, help me to be humble. So you go to work or you go to school, and you consider others better than yourself. 
You go to work, you go to school, and you care more about the needs of others than yours. You go to work, you go to school, and you have the attitude of a servant. What could God do in your life, in people around you, if that's how you carried yourself, if that's your attitude? Now let's take it to marriage. Those of you who are here today, you are married. What if the spouses each consider the other better than themselves, right? You considered your spouse better than your, you and your spouse considered you better than them. And what if you looked not to your own needs but to the needs of your spouse and you both did that? And what if you both came into the marriage with an attitude of being a servant? What kind of marriage would you have? Probably pretty awesome. What could God do with that marriage? A lot, right? A lot. Now, maybe during this message you were thinking about someone who doesn't know Jesus. If you haven't, think about that person now. You all know people who don't know Jesus. What if you went to that person... And you had the attitude where you considered that person that does know Jesus better than yourself. What if you cared more about that person's needs than your own? What if you had the attitude of a servant when you were with that person? Do you think God could use that to speak to them? Definitely. Definitely. Now, will God exalt us? Someday. We don't worry about that, right? The world worries about that. The world cares about that. We don't. We let God take care of that. What we do care about is that God uses us for his glory. Folks, there's nothing greater, right, than being used by God for his glory. So this is what I want to challenge you to do. Uh, Maybe it's today, tonight, or this week. Choose humility. Choose to put on humility. It's not a thing that people do in the world on a regular basis. In fact, one of the things I was imagining is imagining our country being led by leaders who were clothed in humility, right? What if all the politicians in the world considered others better than themselves? Cared about the needs of others over their own. Took the attitude of a servant. What would our country look like then? So I want to challenge you this week to do that. Do that at work. Do that at school. Do that in your home. Do that in your marriage. And when you recognize, you know what? I'm really not that humble of a person, Pastor Chris. I know what that's like because I'm really not that humble of a person, congregation. Go to God and say, Lord, I want to be this person. Clothe me in Humility, give me the strength, give me the power to humble myself and use me for your glory. In a few moments, we're going to take communion. And I think it's awesome because we're celebrating Jesus being humble. And we're celebrating what his humility did for us. Going to that cross and paying the price for our sins.